Welcome to Life Planning 101, brought to you by Kennedy Financial Services in Eastland, Texas. Tune in every week as we share important information to help you and your family live life on purpose. Insurance, investments, legacy and tax planning, and much more. All covered now on Life Planning 101. Welcome to Life Planning 101. My name is Angela Kennedy Robinson with Kennedy Financial Services. We are so excited to have all of our listeners today. I know um, this is going to be a great show. We're, don't I always say that, but the reality is, is yes, the Cowboys are winning. Uh, There is that. And we're going to be talking about something a little bit more lighthearted today. We have been in the thick of some messes on this show as of late, and next week is going to be no exception with Aaron Kennedy, our very own CFA on black and white market chatter, giving us updates into these crazy market times that we're experiencing. So why not talk about those perfect people in your life? And if you're a grandparent, you know exactly who I'm talking about. That's your grandchildren, right? My dad is always the first to say, All of his children are dysfunctional. Yes, that includes me, but his grandchildren are perfect. I'd like to say that it feels like the kids, our kids, and the parents, our parents, have a common enemy called the parent. And it's all an attack on the parent. (laughs) But uh, nonetheless, we're going to be talking about saving for those grandchildren. And if you're a parent, I don't want you to feel left out because obviously I know uh, being a parent myself that my kids are top of mind and helping them uh, be able to save effectively for their future and what we need to be doing to help them is just as important. But we're going to be talking about saving for those special people in our lives and helping them to be successful. I know everybody's always asking, what can I do for my kids? What can I do for my grandkids? Well, that's exactly what we're going to be addressing on Life Planning 101 today. Before we get started, though, I found this really fun little thing. It's called, it's, and it's on Family Mints, back from September 30th of 2016. And it was a uh, funny things that kids say and believe about money. So I thought this would be kind of fun to go through on the show today. The first one, dad buys money from the money shop. Number two, adults get their money from the bank and kids get their money from adults. That's very logical, I think. Uh, (laughs) Number three, money comes from piggy banks. Well, yes, I can see how a child might think that happens. Uh, Another child said it comes out of dad's pocket. Of course it does. Another thought, I thought kids had to pay back their parents for food and stuff. My grandma babysat for me. When I saw my dad pay her, I thought he was paying off his debts. (laughs) I love that one. Um, My dad used to be rich, but then he married my mom. (laughs) That one is classic. Um, You know what, mommy? I like earning money to buy things, but I really do not like how much things cost. Hmm, There's some enlightenment. Maybe you should call Santa and tell him to make things not cost so much. Well, at least he has a little bit of the supply and demand, right? That comes from a five-year-old boy. That's pretty intuitive. Um, here's another one. Money is just paper and metal. And if you think of it that way, then it is something to get greedy over. I should know because it happened to me when I was a kid. I'm, I'm not sure about that one. Um, Mom. What do you think I am? Made of money? Child answers. Isn't that what M-O-M stands for? Ooh, that was pretty clever. Uh, How about this one? 
I have a job just like daddy, you know, mommy. My job is Mr. Big Brother. It is hard work. How much are you going to pay me? I could totally hear my oldest saying that. Um, How about this one? Instead of going to the candy store or buying junk, you can save money and spend it on something you really want, like toys or other stuff. Oh, that's such enlightenment, right? Toys and other stuff. I still know people that do that that are, well, my parents' age, my grandparents' age. Hmm, toys. We never get rid of that problem. And last but not least, don't do that. I said when one of my first graders playfully draped a dollar bill over his eyes, Money is full of germs. It is, he asked. Yes, it's very dirty. He thought about it for a moment and he said, Is that why they call people who have a lot of it called filthy rich? Very perfect. Uh, But I thought that would be fun just to be able to, you know, put things in perspective because we are talking about those children and I'm sure you have your own stories uh, from those kids and those perfect grandkids of the darndest things that they've said about money over the years. And uh, that's exactly what we want to talk about on Life Planning 101 today is how you can do something special for them and get something in the way that isn't just an account that's there for them at the end of the road, but more meaningful. Don't want to miss it right here on Life Planning 101. Welcome back to Life Planning 101. We are talking about something a little more lighthearted today, saving up for those perfect people in your life, those perfect grandkids, or if it's your kids, of course, if you're a mom, you kind of think they're perfect. At least I know I do. So um, let's get real. Let's first of all talk about, uh, you know, just saving money because I know a lot of grandparents have actually done this. And obviously, it's not a bad strategy. You know, I was uh, reading a, a great quote here recently that said, keep it simple but significant. And I think that's the reality, that if you do nothing more than just keep it simple, it will be significant. Um, you know, if you look back at, we, we know we know the, the most powerful force in the world is compound inflation, right? And you look at that and, and you think about if you just put money back every single month for your grandkids, you know, what would that equate to? And so I started running some numbers and I went back to, a, you know, a baby born in 1952. And if his grandparents had Grimped and saved about 10 bucks a month, which would have equated to like $130 a month or something for that kid at that time. And they had done that for the first 18 years of his life. And then he, you know, averaged an 8% investment every single year um, until the age of retirement. That relatively small investment of a total of 2160 bucks would have been worth over 200000 to that grandkid. Keep it simple. It turns out to be significant, right? And that does equate to what Albert Einstein said is the most powerful force in the universe. His answer, compound interest. And we know that, um, you know, if, if you've been saving yourself, you know, the power of this, you know, when, you know, you say for your 401k, 
your money that you earned got to earn money and that money got to earn money and that earned money got to earn money. It wasn't just on the money that you put in directly. And that is a very, very powerful thing. Um, I think the reality is, is that we have kind of got away from that as a society. Um, you know, we're in a world that everybody wants something instantaneously quick and they wait to the last minute to get anything done. And when, when the reality is, is that nothing has changed in the way of, Your best friend when it comes to investing is time. Time, the most powerful force of your investments. And so if you're thinking about for your kids, if you're thinking about for your grandkids, when do you need to think about starting something? Well, the answer is probably yesterday, but the second best answer is probably today. Because if you're thinking about compound interest alone, that makes all the difference in the world. And, you know, I think about, you know, the reality, like there's a, a cool deal that we use. It's called the rule of 72. And um, I use it all the time. And, and what it is, is you just take the number 72 and you divide the expected return. And that tells you the amount of time that's going to take for an investment to double. So an example would be is if you had a, a, a 10% return, it would take about 7.2 years for something to double if you were to add no more money to that investment. So if you put back um, you know, $10,000 for your grandkids today and that were to average 10%, and by the way, this is not implying any guarantees or saying that that, that can or will be done. Um, it's just an example. In 7.2 years, that 10000 would be worth 20000 In 14.4 years, that would be worth 40000 Now we're getting something, right? We're getting somewhere, right? And, you know, too many people, I think, are waking up too late to say, I need to do, and they're waiting till a child is, you know, 10 years old or older to do something. Well, maybe that's not the best answer. Probably the best answer is getting something done as early as possible. So, you know, saving up for those perfect grandkids, if you want to make it perfect, perfect is early. Perfect is giving it the more time, the better. So, second, What's suitable for your grandkids? What kind of investments do you need to be considering? And I think it goes deeper than this. You know, I think a lot of people say, what can I do for my grandkids to invest? Well, there's always the the old strategies of opening a, you know, kind of more custodial account, opening, you know, more of a, a kitty trust account, opening a 529 plan up for their college savings, you know, buying life insurance, doing an annuity, those kind of things we've heard about over and over and over again. And are those really the right chassis for um, your savings? And, you know, just to say blatantly yes or no to each of them, I think would be a mistake. Because I think there's something that has to be answered before you get into any of this. And that is exactly what we're going to be sharing with you on Life Planning 101 when we come back. You're not going to want to miss it. Welcome back to Life Planning 101. My name is Angela Kennedy Robinson with Kennedy Financial Services here in the great town of Eastland, Texas. And we are talking about saving for those perfect people in your life, those children, those grandchildren, really those grandchildren. That's who we're talking about, right? The perfect ones. The kids are dysfunctional. That's what my dad's always said. Uh, But anyway, we kind of talked about the power of time 
And the reality of starting early and how impactful no matter what vehicle you choose is. But secondly, what vehicles should you choose? And I want to back the train up, as I promised before uh, the break. And I think you need to be asking a question. What do you really want to help your grandchildren accomplish? Is it higher education? Uh, Is it a windfall for the retirement? Is it taking care of a family that they're going to have someday? Is it helping them purchase that first home or making sure that they have enough life insurance there for their family? Um, Is it a gift of wisdom that you wish to impart? Maybe how to give back, learning to love learning. That's a big one. I see that a lot of times with grandparents is I want my grandchildren to love learning as much as I came to love learning later in life and I wish I would have done it earlier. Um, What about learning a sense of pride and accomplishment when they save for themselves or or maybe a job's well done, right? Learning to take care of those what-ifs in life. Right. So, you know, I think we live in a world of instant gratification and and we know the nation's statistics. You can look them up of how many people are living paycheck to paycheck. And it's a scary world. And not wanting your grandchildren to fall into those patterns is big. You know, a lot of people are, I, I think, really fearful when they are successful because they know they know inherently that there is a tradition with success and it is called shirt sleeves to shirt sleeves in three generations, meaning the first generation knows what it takes to build that success and therefore is definitely more conservative with what they have worked so hard to earn. Second generation grew up in that, so they understand how hard it was to earn it. They respect it. Maybe they even do better, but they say one thing. They say, I want it better for my kids. And unintentionally, by the third generation, they have no clue what it took to earn that success. And money is just money. And they don't truly understand the value of it. So, you know, there's a big one. Or is it all the above? You know, I think sometimes we get so hung up with I want to do something special for my grandkids, but I have no idea what to do because I really don't even know where to start because the things that I wish to impart of them are all these things, right? And you simply don't know yet. And I'm going to go back to a quote that I shared before the break. And that quote was, keep it simple, but significant. You know, one of the things I think we can do easily is get analysis paralysis, trying to get things so perfect. And there is a saying in business about the 80% rule, that if you do something 80% right the first time, which a lot of people say, well, that's not good enough, but hang with me. If you do something 80% right the first time and the second go around, you work on what worked with that, what didn't work with that, what can we do to make it better? And you get it 80% better of the 80%, right? So now that 20% is is another 16%. We're sitting at 96% right. And then by the third go round, we got 4% to climb up and we get 80% there, right? So we're sitting at 99.999% right. So starting somewhere, keeping it simple, doing something and building on that something is probably the most important things you do. 
And what I have found from grandparents is, is it's, they're in a really tough situation because they do have the common enemy. I know the parent, they do, but they do, they really do. And so they don't want to step on toes and they don't want to do too much. And, um, you know, I will tell you this as a parent, I would love nothing more than if, you know, I had a, 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 one of our parents or my husband's parents say, we would love to do this with the kids to teach them how to give back or to teach them how to love learning. My mother does something awesome every year. Instead of birthday presents, she helps the kids go to a camp. I think that's great because she does love learning so much. And so who says that it has to be some stockpile of money down the road? Because what's more valuable? Is it a stockpile of money down the road? Or is it something that you can do for them today to help them build their own stockpile of money and which has a greater sense of pride in all of that? Those are great things to think about. And I don't think we think about them enough. I think we just do something, which something is better than nothing. Don't get me wrong. But there are some things that involve the heart that I think go even a little better than that. So that's why we call ourselves a life planning firm, right? Money is only the tool. It's all about planning for life and living life on purpose. And that living life on purpose is not just for you. It's for your kids as well. You know, we talked about the, um, another thing to consider is we talked about the risk of, you know, um, time, losing time, right? And there's also the risk of inflation. I, I know a lot of grandparents have bought saving bonds over the years and, and you'll see these kids with all these savings bonds. And I think it's important to remember that when you've got a young kid, you got a lot of time and you got a lot of ability to take more risk and you should most likely because, if your inflation rate is higher or right at a savings bond rate, what a good is that savings actually doing? I mean, you just defeated the point of the compound interest, right? So um, you take back to that um, scenario we gave about the grandparents that started putting back the money in 1952. I just want you to know that today, if you bought something that cost 100 bucks back in 1952, it would have cost you $1,035.13 this month. Think about that. You have to keep up with that. And we're all sitting here screaming about inflation right now and worried to death of it, not to impart a little Halloween fear into you, but it's a reality. So why would you want to put your grandkids at that risk? And I think we just do savings because, bonds because they are simple. It is something. But maybe it's not the best something to start. So what is that right chassis, right? Is it a simple brokerage account? Hmm, that sounds easy. It's a good start. Is it a herd of cattle? I know a lot of people that... Um, you know, help their kids get their start with a cow or two with the, on, on the ranch. I think that's a great idea and teaching them the importance of all the things that come with that, right? Is it a kitty Roth IRA? That's plenty flexible enough. Could be used for, um, you know, tuition partially. Could be used for a first-time home purchase partially. Could be used for retirement. 529 plans. Um, that's another idea. Life insurance. You know, I, I don't know many people that don't need life insurance at one point or, or not in their life. So you have an immense number of choices, more so than just going and taking out something that, uh, you know, a CD or a savings bond that might not keep up with inflation. And, you know, I, I think the tool is, is if you really have no idea where to start, flexibility is the biggest advantage. 
Some of these vehicles are way more flexible than others, and I would caution you to do something that's so permanent if you're really kind of up in the air on what you really want to do for your grandchildren. So if that's just the case, the biggest thing is just to start, just to start. So by now, you know, you probably have got the theme here is, yes, do something. Do something sooner than later. Yes, keep it flexible if you don't know what you want. And yes, think outside the box. Think about what you're really wanting to do for your grandkids, not really what you're thinking needs to be done because it's just the way that things have always been done. Think outside the box. What is it that you really want to help them accomplish? What is it that you really wish to impart on them? I've heard some great stories over the years. You know, um, one of the one of my favorites is we had a, a client that really wanted to teach their children how to give back, and so they set up a, a mini family foundation, which basically cost her nothing. She pre-funded a lot of her charitable gifting. The kids are learning how to invest the money, what that looks like. They're learning how to take out a safe rate so that they can keep that money growing um, while benefiting a charity. They're helping pick the charities. They nominate who they want the money to go to each and every year. And they're getting to take part in, in making the gift itself and seeing the fruits of that labor. How powerful is that? And did I mention the quality time that they get to spend with the grandma? That's pretty, that's pretty amazing, right? So why does it have to be just an account? Why does it have to be something that they're going to use for college? Yep, we all think those things are important. And I'm not denying that they're not. But I would just challenge you to see if that's really what it's all about. After all, these are the most perfect people in your life, right? My name is Angela Kennedy Robinson with Kennedy Financial Services. I want to thank everyone for listening to our show each and every week. We truly love doing this. We truly love being a life planning firm and, and getting a chance to serve all the time. And we hope you join us next week with Aaron Kennedy, our very own CFA, who is with us to talk about black and white market chatter. I know there's a lot of chatter in the market. I don't think you're going to want to miss it. God bless you. Have a great week. And tune in next week on Life Planning 101. Thank you for joining us for Life Planning 101, brought to you by Kennedy Financial Services. If you have questions, you can email them to lifeplanning at kennedy-financial.com. Be sure to tune in next week for more Life Planning 101. Securities offered through Calton & Associates Incorporated, a registered investment advisor, member FINRA SIPC, investment advisory services offered through Smart Money Group LLC, Kennedy Financial Services and Smart Money Group LLC are separate entities and are not owned or controlled by Calton & Associates Incorporated.